the No Bull Podcast. Opinions. The facts. But no frills. Packing attitude. Smashing the humdrum. Industry advice. Delivered by fearless experts in their field. The No Bull Podcast is powered by Cooper Parry. Our purpose. To disrupt. Lead. And make life count. Your podcast host, Steve Whittle. Okay, so uh, welcome to the No Bull Podcast, uh, powered by Cooper Parry. Um, I know I say that I'm always excited about these things um, when, when we do them because I, I just love them and I always love our guests. But today I'm particularly excited because today I've got Alex Partridge. Now, Alex is a double Olympic medal rower. So now you know why I'm really excited and um, I'm going to let him introduce himself shortly. But today we're going to talk about the lessons that we can take um, from being a top athlete and being a top business leader and um, I know you hear about these things quite a bit but today we're going to get into the nitty-gritty um, so um, at Cooper Parry we always um, say that our values are disrupt lead and make life count and I I truly believe that I live that uh, but, well by way of introduction um, I would love to know what you do to disrupt lead and make life count um, yeah, so uh, thanks very much for having me today, Steve. Um, so yeah, Alex Partridge, um, my, my official employment title is um, Wellbeing Ambassador for Wagestream. Um, and what we try to do is we are trying to disrupt the, uh, the financial sector by providing financial services that give and not take. Um, so we're disrupting and we're trying to empower people at the, at the same time. We're basically trying to create um, or alleviate the poverty pr premium, improve financial well-being, financial education, um, and then provide an alternative for people to not have to go into debt and the savage debt cycle that, that creates, and then all the kind of outcomes that that uh, that is associated with that. And and then by helping fi fix you know people's financial well-being, then they can start to look at all the other kind of things in their life. You know, your physical, your mental, your your social, because you've got that secure platform. Uh, to be able to go and thrive. Wow. Okay. So uh, that was a big answer. That's yeah. fantastic. No, I'm, no, I absolutely love it. So listen, thanks for sharing that. Inspiring entrepreneurs. This is the No Ball Podcast. And I, I mean, I know who you are because I've obviously I've become a little bit obsessed with you. But uh, please remind the listeners about your 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 Olympic successes and you know and your in Beijing. Yeah. So. Um, I, um, yeah, my name is Alex Partridge and, and for, you know, nearly 20 years, uh, I, uh, I, my living was going backwards uh, on water, uh, basically uh, rowing. When I was, um, when I was 15 years old, I watched Redgrave and Pinson cross the finish line in Atlanta. They won the only gold medal uh, for the British team. We've just had the Olympics recently and we won something like 65, uh, 65 medals. Um, but they won the only gold. But the most impressive thing was, particularly when Steve crossed the line, uh, you know, he was sort of towards the end of his career and he had that famous phrase, you know, if you ever see me do this again, get back in a boat, you have my permission to, to, to shoot me. But, but, but what was more impressive is just when they crossed that line, and that's why I think he came out with this phrase, is that he absolutely emptied him of his complete potential. And you could see that, you could see this Goliath of a man, um, or an athlete, 
um, do the absolute most that they could to achieve just what was an incredible you know career in, in rowing and I thought you know what that's what I want to do in my life I want to go to the Olympic Games and I want to to see how far I can push my body to see how far I can take myself to where I've never been before um, and then then um, and then try and win you know an Olympic medal or a, or yeah ultimately it would have been nice to get a gold but you know the best do the best I possibly could at the Olympic Games Oh, fantastic. And, and were you a natural athlete? Were you good at all sports or was it something you had to work at? I've always loved sport. Um, I've always loved sport. I think that um, your physical health is one of the biggest enablers of your general well-being. And that was just a natural component of my life when I was young. But it's funny that when we get older and we finish school and all those things, we think, all right, I'm working now. I shouldn't do the physical side like I did when I was a kid. And it was just part of my everyday. Um, so I was always into sport I always loved all the different sports but in terms of as an oarsman um, it didn't come naturally in terms of from physical strength I was a big guy but I was nowhere near like these amazing guys that I was rowing with and girls that I was rowing with in the team but what I was very good at was I was good at getting the best out of everyone around me and I think retrospectively I look at that and I I, uh, I kind of think why was that one I was I was seriously focused I could really really focus in training um, and then the second thing is I, and I didn't realize this until a long time after I retired, is that I love helping people. I love helping people. I love helping my fellow crewmate. And the great thing about rowing is it's a leveler because everyone in the same boat is going the same way at the same speed and you can only go as fast as your slowest man in the boat. Um, and so that's such a powerful thing that gels everyone to have to work together in a different way and have to have an accountability to each other in a different way um, that just creates this amazing environment and, and what I realized is that just helping your fellow crewman or, or fellow person is probably one of the best things that you can do in life and, and that, that's why I think I loved it so much. Nothing's off limits. This is the No Ball Podcast. It sounds amazing. They're literally the phrase, we're all in the same boat. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 No. Fantastic. Um, I remember seeing um, Steve Ogre do a, um, a talk, and he had his Olympic suit. Do you remember those tan-coloured Olympic suits that they all got? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And one of the things I don't know if you and this is what I was going to ask you: Are you? Are your? Is your body lopsided? And the reason why I say that is he told us that he's had his suit tailor-made because he rode on the same side all his career. Yeah, his his body's lopsided, and, he had, and when he stood up straight, his suit was like three inches lower on one side. Yeah. Uh, or do you swap around? Uh, no, no um, I, I didn't have my suit tailored, but uh, I also didn't win five Olympic gold medals, so maybe that's the reason why. Um, but no, you, you spend a lot of time um, uh, developing strength, particularly on one side of your of your body. So you have to spend a lot of time balancing that out you have to balance the strength across your body and I guess it's what we have to do in our lives right we have to spend you know we spend a lot of time focusing on certain things but if we don't put those other things in place and try and balance it out then it all kind of unravels and, and that's what we have to spend a huge amount of hours in the gym you know building up the strength and all, all the parts of the body to be able to cope with the load no absolutely now um, let's get back to the important things not letting my mind wander off about uneven suits but um, what is absolutely clear about you is your passion for people, your caring, you know, and, and, and where did that come from? Because that's, um, you know, I know lots of people and I don't know anybody who shares um, a passion for caring as much as you. So, you know, how, how does that come around? 
Uh, I don't know. I think I'm, maybe I'm a little bit lucky. Um, you know, I think. Uh, why do I care? Um, I went through a very very difficult time in 2016 where uh, the wheels came off, and I went through uh, what would be classified as um, um, mental unwell-being. <laughs> um, and you know, I really hit hit the darkness and rock bottom, and it was a terrible terrible experience to go through. And I think up at that up up at that up until that point, I didn't realise like what I loved so much, which was is to help people, and um, and I wasn't doing a lot of it. You know, I was just doing the things that we get told we need to do in our lives. You know, I crossed the finish line in London, and I went uh, to do a professional career. I worked for a professional services firm in the city which is what everyone said I shouldn't do, but I thought I needed to get this badge, you know, to say that I'd done that. I then went and worked in, you know, uh, fund management sales, um, you know, to, to chase income, <laughs> you know, to chase money, um, not uh, to chase or to do what I love doing. And so the focus was the outcome of the money rather than loving what I did every day. Um, and then that's what leads you to the kind of crazy, you know, result you 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 end up in, uh, you know, the, the crazy place I ended up in. Celebrating rebels. This is the No Ball Podcast. I had to do some really deep, deep reflection, and I work with some amazing friends and family and professionals who really understand, you know, how your mind works and what you really need to do to to be self aware, right? So I'm saying to you as a 34 year old man uh, I thought I was incredibly self-aware you know because I knew my value set and da, 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 da. but actually all my values and all who I was was all about one simple thing which was to go to the Olympics and win an Olympic gold medal but that doesn't really help you understand like who you are what you love doing what you love seeing happen um, what your values are um, uh, and when you don't have that life's really tricky and I wasn't leading a purpose-led life. Um, I had been, as an athlete, as an Olympic athlete, my life was 100 purpose-led. My purpose in life was to do everything it took to win or to, to achieve the best possible outcome I could at the Olympic Games. And the Olympic Games is a very finite point in time, which is really, really nice, right? So much of other, the rest part of life is just a long stretch of, you know, not really knowing what that, point in time that we're aiming for to kind of give us that permission to say oh I finished that part of the journey um, and so and so therefore if you're if you're if you're not living a purpose-led life you're just kind of wandering um, and that's when you get into trouble and that's when all the problems happen I mean that is I mean that is a crazy story and thank you for sharing about 2016 when, when the wheels fell off because I think a lot of our listeners, especially our men, because men are the worst when it comes to mental health. Um, I'm a mental health advocate and a mental health first aider for our company. And the men, okay, and especially our guys at Cooper, if you're listening, you're the worst, okay, at men in general, worst at opening up and realizing when the wheels come off and actually asking for help. Uh, so please ask for more help. But a lot of our listeners will be thinking, well, you're. You're an, you know, you're an Olympian. You're top of your game. You know, you've got your focus. You're purpose-led. How could how could the wheels fall off for you? You you've got everything. You know, it's not like what have you got to worry about? You know, why why would the wheels fall off? Because you're not you're not you're not uh, your life is not structured around a sound base of understanding who you are. That's why 
Uh, and therefore, if you don't understand, you're constantly searching and you're constantly not satisfied and you're, you know, one of the best uh, things I ever heard is what, what, you know, you kind of get this, this stage in um, psychological evolution of, your, of yourself and there are many stages of ego. And I, can't, I think it's stage nine. Of, of, of ego and I don't mean an ego like egotistical I mean like the levels um, and one of the best kind of most fulfilled states is when you become happy with your own truth yeah so you yeah. become happy within who you are and then you're also happy that someone else's truth is their truth and it doesn't matter to you do you know what I mean like yeah. so much of our life we're kind of trying to convince somebody else that our truth is better than their truth or that our truth is um, is right and theirs is wrong and sometimes that might be the case, but sometimes it's just mine's mine and yours is yours. And um, and the way to get to that place is to become very, very clear on, on who you are and accept the, that you're happy with who you are. But to accept who, being happy, you also have to really understand what your purpose is in life. Now, you, we all have many purposes, right? There are multiple purposes if you're... A, a father and a husband, you know, the purpose in life is to, you know, bring up your children the best way you possibly can, etc., etc., provide a home. But that's that's a given, but it's not enough. Yeah? Yeah. Somebody's somebody's purpose in life might just be being an excellent accountant. They might love it, right? They might love numbers and just being excellent at that and being able to provide incredible advice uh, and guidance to enable other people to do good things, right? That might be their purpose in life. Yeah. Some people, their purpose in life is really competitive. They want to be the top salesperson, right? They just love overachieving and they're driven by that success. They'll probably say that they're driven by the money, but actually they're driven by being the number one person in the commercial organization. For me, my biggest piece of fulfillment and if I focus on what I do all day every day is having a purpose to help people and we focus on helping people's financial lives then I'm okay with what I'm doing because we all go through tough times right yeah. it's not always you know <laughs> like the Olympic Games it can be really boring you know and things just aren't happening but if you focus on the fact that what I'm doing is still in eventually going to be worth it that's okay. Sorry, that was a very long answer. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I loved it. I think it will really help people. I mean, the, the Olympic Games um, this year highlighted lots of athletes who were uh, talking about stress. Um, and I thought the commentators um, uh, covered it really well. And they spoke about the difference between stress and mental health. You know, because stress is what gets us out of bed in the morning. Yeah. You know, and stress is what makes us get that reporting on time and everything else. But mental health issues um, is something very, very different. So we really appreciate you sharing that. So and that's yeah. really important. I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people at home. Um, I, but I just want to. I just want to add something sure. on that. So I think this is really important. When you're watching the Olympic Games, and I was watching it, and I was very aware. You know, it's very difficult being in a. Want um, to say difficult? Like it. Um, to perform at the highest level in all of the different sports, whether it's swimming or gymnastics, and being at the Olympic Games is a huge amount of pressure that you put on yourself because it's a four-year process to get to that point. But I do think that we have to be careful between confusing mental health, you know, you can be physically healthy or you can be physically unhealthy, and it's the same with mental health, and mental resilience. Right, because you mental resilience and, and the ability 
to perform under pressure and to cope and to live with, with all the kind of stresses and strains that are thrown at you at the Olympics is a big difference to you've got poor mental health. If you've got poor mental health, then that's another thing. But also part of coaching and creating excellent athletes is you know making them resiliently mentally resiliently strong like very strong yeah wow such deep insights and candid reflection and there's more tune into the second part of this podcast as alex moves from personal reflection to applying his skills in his everyday work and hear about the wage stream revolution